Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. He makes sure that our stories are told. I thank you for being the voice of Black America, Roller. Be black. I love y'all. All momentum we have now, we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, there's a difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? Today is Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, 
streaming live on the Black Star Network. The Department of Justice, they are now investigating classified documents found at a D.C. facility left by Joe Biden when he was vice president. We have a White House political correspondent to explain what the DOJ has and what this means for President Biden, but also the difference between what Donald Trump did. New details emerge from Mississippi about the Mississippi Department of Environmental Quality denying the NAACP's water discrimination claim. We'll tell you what was said and why the state believes they could not discriminate against the majority black city of Jackson, Mississippi. I got a chance to talk to Deputy Secretary of Commerce Don Graves, who will explain the benefits of the Commerce Capital Readiness Program. Now, the program will be helping minority and black-owned businesses uh, scale their companies. Fisk University women's gymnastics team made history as the first HBCU to compete at the NCAA level. We will speak with the, the gymnastic coach uh, at Fisk University about uh, this achievement. And in our Fit Live Win segment, of course, we continue our, our segment, uh, our focus on a new you in 2023. And we'll talk with uh, Miss Olympia, Cheryl Grant, about uh, fitness for women over 50. She's 61 years old. She says she wants to win the title again. And so we look forward to that conversation. Folks, it is time to bring the funk on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the fine. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Department of Justice, they are reviewing classified documents found at a D.C. facility left by Joe Biden when he was vice president. The Justice Department is currently reviewing 10 classified documents found in a locked storage closet at the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement in an office formerly used by then Vice President Joe Biden. The documents found on November 2nd by Biden's attorneys include U.S. intelligence memos and briefings for Ukraine, Iran, and the United Kingdom, dated between 2013 and 2016. Now, none of the materials are currently being sought by the National Archives, and Biden's legal team is cooperating with the Archives and the Department of Justice. Joining us right now to explain this is uh, Jaron Gaynor, he's the White House correspondent and managing editor of politics uh, for the GRIO. Glad to have you here. So, all right, so Republicans are excited, hyped, saying, oh, my goodness, double standard. Look, look, look what happened here. Walk us through the difference. First of all, let's talk about first, 
the difference with the documents that they actually discovered? Yes. So as you mentioned in your opening, the the documents that were discovered in President Biden's um, former offices are just 10 classified documents, memos, briefings related to, as you mentioned, Ukraine, Iran, and the UK. Um, There's nothing so far that suggests that there is any grave threat to national security. As you know, any classified document can potentially be a threat to national security. I think it's also worth noting that there are three levels of classified uh, information. There's top secret, there's secret, and then there is confidential. And so the National Archives does note that confidential classified documents can be something as simple as um, sensitive personal information. So there is a chance that of these 10 documents that were found in President Biden's offices, that they were perhaps personal information related to him and not necessarily something that is a grave threat to national security, which is a big difference between what we're seeing, uh, what we saw in former President Donald Trump and the hundreds of uh, cases, so a huge volume of classified documents. And obviously, there's a big difference in um, the, the scope of the investigations, at least presently. Um, and also, the difference here is that uh, Biden's attorneys immediately turned them over once it was discovered. Exactly. So, uh, President Biden's personal attorney was clearing out the offices, and he discovered uh, an envelope with these documents and found those 10 classified documents. Um, he immediately, that very same day, contacted the National Archive uh, and Record Administration. Uh, the White House counsel also got in contact with the office, as well as the DOJ. And so, uh, obviously, if anyone—I'm I, a White House correspondent. I follow the administration very closely. They're very careful. Uh, to follow the law, especially coming out of the Trump years, where there was uh, a lot of uh, worry and, and um, worry about how the Trump uh, administration was using the DOJ for political reasons. Uh, the difference on the other side, uh, President, former President Trump, um, uh, he uh, tried to resist. Uh, the uh, obtaining of these documents. Uh, the, the National Archive repeatedly tried to get access to these documents. They returned some documents, and then they reached back out to the Trump administration and said, well, to, to Trump himself and his personal lawyer, saying, we think you are still in possession of documents. We need you to turn them over. Uh, former President Trump believed that some of these documents were his were his personal possession, and because he was president, he had the right to keep them. That is not uh, the case by law. And, and while he fought to the very end, ultimately that ended in an FBI raid, which we know became uh, huge headlines for former President Trump. And so now Republicans are trying to compare the two, uh, but the big difference is that um, the National Archives was not aware of these documents that were in possession of uh, President Biden, but they were very aware of the documents that were in possession of Trump and were actively working to get them and were being resisted every step of the way. Uh, and Donald Trump, there were 320 documents, uh, and yes. he fought, he fought uh, absolutely, and then basically said, oh, it's mine. I can declassify anything that I want. Uh, and so, uh, and, and so, for people to somehow suggest that, well, this somehow exonerates Donald Trump, but the Trump probe is also a criminal probe, correct? Correct. Currently, 
uh, the DOJ, there's an active criminal investigation into former President Donald Trump um, uh, because of the resistance in these, in these documents. And also, we don't know the full scope of these documents that, are, that were in possession of Trump, but we do know that uh, there was at least some documents related to uh, nuclear weapons. And so when you're thinking about classified information and whether or not it's a, it's a harm to national security, uh, it is whether or not those documents, if it was in the possession of a bad actor, could that be a, a threat to national security? And I don't think we want, we would want a bad actor to have uh, nuclear weapon information intelligence in their possession. So um, what exactly is next? So next, the... so. Uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland has to—he's uh, playing a very careful uh, line here. He is currently having to uh, lead uh, an investigation of a sitting president, um, and he also knows that he is—that uh, that Biden is a Democrat, and he doesn't want to make it seem as if the person who appointed him into the role, that he is um, giving him favor. So he has appointed a, a, a preliminary special counsel— um, uh, uh, John Lausch, who is a Trump appointee. And that is important to note because, uh, again, he doesn't want to make it seem like he is being biased against, uh, biased against Trump or uh, biased in the sense of trying to help President Biden in this investigation. It is not an, a criminal investigation. It's simply a preliminary investigation to determine, to gather the facts and then present it to Attorney General, uh, General, Attorney General Merrick Garland who will then determine whether or not, with that information, he should open up a criminal investigation. And if he, if there is enough in this uh, investigation, if he finds that these 10 documents um, uh, are somehow uh, nefarious or a huge threat to um, uh, national security, or perhaps if he finds out whether or not uh, President uh, Biden uh, knew about these documents and tried to hide it, which it doesn't look like that is the case, then he would have to consider those things and determine whether or not he will actually um, uh, elevate this to a criminal investigation. All right, Gary Gaynor, we surely appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, got to go, go to break. We come back. We'll talk about this with our panel. Also on today's show, uh, we'll talk about Fisk University, the gymnastics program, and also uh, Fit Over 50. How do women over 50 get themselves in shape? We'll talk with Miss Olympia Cheryl Grant. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. When you talk about blackness and what happens in black culture, we're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause to long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please, support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Check some money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037- 0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Jackie Hood-Martin, and I have a question for you. Ever feel as if your life is teetering and the weight and pressure of the world is consistently on your shoulders? Well, let me tell you, living a balanced life isn't easy. Join me each Tuesday on Black Star Network for a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. We'll laugh together, cry together, pull ourselves together, and cheer each other on. So join me for new shows each Tuesday on Black Star Network, a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. We're all impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives. And we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. Hey, I'm Dion Cole from Blackest. What's up? I'm Lance Gross, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. It's always hilarious to see how Republicans respond to these issues. So check this out. Listen to Congressman Comer, James Comer, on the floor of the House uh, with his righteous indignation. Listen. Yesterday, we learned that classified documents from Joe Biden's time as vice president were stashed in an unsecure closet. The National Archives knew about these documents several months ago, before the election. But the American people were just informed yesterday, thanks to some investigative reporting. Meanwhile, the FBI conducted a raid on former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence for the same violation. Why has President Biden, who has repeatedly kept classified materials in an unsecure location for years, never faced a raid? Is it because we have a two-tier system of justice? Just yesterday, we learned that classified documents from Joe Biden's time as vice president were stashed in an unsecure closet. All right, so let's see. Why was there a raid? Oh, could it be that Donald Trump refused for months and months and months and months to turn it over? And then they discovered that actually the documents were being moved and shipped out. That could be why there was a raid. Uh, here's Pete Aguilar, Congressman Pete Aguilar, Democrat, uh, saying, hmm, okay, y'all that hypocritical? This is Republican hypocrisy at its finest. When the former president had 320 documents found at his personal residence, they said that, quote, that will not be a priority. What President Biden did was disclose this to the archives, let law enforcement know that is exactly the way that you should handle this. Hey, so joining us right now, Dr. Larry J. Walker, assistant professor, University of Central Florida, uh, as well as uh, Erica Savage, founder of the Reframed Brain. Okay, so this is what, what, why I'm sort of laughing here, because it shows you how silly these people can be, Larry. Um, oh, this is no big deal. Oh, well, Donald Trump did it's no big deal. Why are we doing this? Why was there a raid? The man literally ignored 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Obfuscated. He pushed them off. He refused to turn the documents over. Biden's folks found them. Say it. Here you go. That's why there was no raid. So essentially, they want this is they're it's apples and oranges. These are not the same situations in which you had the uh, correspondent from the Grio and you highlighted. So Roland, listen, there's a big difference between, like you said, President Biden and his personal attorney following the necessary steps you need to take when there's any any time this this kind of classified information is found anywhere that's not secured the way it should be. So he followed the letter of the law. Compared to President, former President Trump, who tried to utilize executive privilege by saying essentially, "I can kind of bless all these documents, <laughs> and you know they're 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 mine to to own forever." Obviously, you talked about maybe you know when they say that some of these classified documents that President uh, Trump had in his private residence were quite sensitive as it relates to you know nuclear weapons and and various other issues that are, are serious and could have an impact on national security. But once again, he thought these would kind of—he owned these documents, and he shouldn't be penalized for that. 
And then Roland, like we highlighted, he lied about it. And so did his attorneys to make it seem like they didn't they didn't possess all these documents. The National Archives knew they possessed all these documents. And you highlighted an interesting and important point in terms of the small number of documents in which it was reported by um, President Biden's um, personal attorney and the hundreds of pages of highly classified information that were in Mar-a-Lago, which is a place we might also add that people frequently come in and out of. And you can't be sure who President Obama, um, personally, former President Trump is having dinner with or showing off, as we know he likes to do. So we know how, we have no idea what kind of foreign national or other individual knew those documents was there and had access to those documents. The thing here, uh, Erica, before I go to you, uh, even Carl Rove on Fox News was like, yeah, there's a difference. Watch. Oh, let's bring in Carl Rove because, well, this is, sounds a little similar, Carl. Well, there are differences, but you can't make this stuff up, <laughs> but there are differences. For example, how many documents? In Biden's case, there appear to be about 10. In the case of President Trump, hundreds. How did they get there? We don't yet know how the documents got to the Biden uh, office connected with his activities on behalf of the University of Pennsylvania. We know that President Trump ordered the removal of the documents to Mar-a-Lago. How responsive were they? When the, when, when the Biden people found out about it, they called immediately, called the appropriate authorities and turned them over. We spent a year and a half watching the drama unfold in Mar-a-Lago, and it had to end in a, a police search to recover the documents. But still, despite the differences, this is going to create lots of headaches for the Department of Justice in deciding how to handle President Trump's issues, because now they have an issue that, in, at least in the minds of a lot of ordinary Americans, are going to be conflated as being roughly the same. Yep. That's why I think they did a smart thing in turning this over to the U.S. attorney in Chicago to look at initially, because that's the one of the two remaining Trump U.S. Uh, Trump appointed U.S. attorneys left in the in the Justice Department. Uh, that in the Delaware, who the Delaware U.S. attorney is looking into Hunter Biden. But uh, this this strikes me as being very problematic for the mm -hmm. for the Biden justice. So this is what. He look, Bob line, Erica, it ain't the same. And, and Carl Rove, you know, honestly, he has nothing to uh, win or lose. He's already made great gains. So uh, what Carl is saying, um, I, I wouldn't put a lot of um, money on that. What I will say specifically in talking about the Republicans, we're talking about the same people who have a slim majority in the House that did not on one six. Um, I think it was only maybe one that was peeled off that actually would stand in um, solidarity to honor what happened at the Capitol that affected every member on the Hill. So we're talking about people who love chaos, who um, definitely stood with their chaos agent, the son of a Klansman, from the time that he was on the campaign trail until he exited. So I think in terms of, you know, this discovery, again, there's nothing to conflate. You're talking about not having a warrant executed at, as um, was just stated before, at the personal residence to collect documents that did not belong to him. You're talking about, in this case, a personal attorney that made a discovery and did the proper thing. So you have, pro you have protocol and you have theft. These two things are not the same. And so this is really par for the course. You know, in 2022, uh, we read several um, articles and pieces that told us exactly what the Republicans would do if they maintain or if they assumed control of the House. And they do have that slim, but they do have it. 
and they are operating exactly as they have presented to each person, um, especially since the advent of Trump, which was to be chaos agents. So this, the, the theatrics that we see on the floor is more cover for what they aren't doing to um, ex, uh, make sure that the power of the purse is ex executed um, in the way that it would be um, most beneficial for Americans. So this is really a separation of personalities, if I've ever seen one before. And I just really hope that because Republicans love the theater, they really do well in their messages, social media, making it short and making it seem like it's the two, that this will be really another place for people to really honestly understand that Republicans only want what works best for them, which is power. And, and that doesn't work for everyday American people as they love to say. And, and, the, and the key word uh, Larry used there was theatrics. That's what this is. I mean, this is theatrics. That's what we're dealing with. And so just get used to this is the, the drama we're going to see for the next two years. Yeah, so, Roley, we know, we know the Republicans, look, we just watched last week, we watched them go through multiple votes. And in between that, run the Fox News or, or social media or Twitter and, and highlight their own dysfunction. So we already know, you know, Roland, when I, when I see the Republicans, and, you know, we talk about this um, in classified documents and, and what we know we're going to see. I'm reminded of the movie, uh, Jim Carrey movie, Dumb and Dumber, when it comes to the Republicans and, and the antics we saw over the last couple of days and we'll see. They like drama. They want, like I said, they want to be on Fox News. They want this false equivalency between um, what the documents related to found uh, President Biden's, uh, former President Biden's attorney found compared to President, former President Trump. And they're not, like I said earlier, they're not the same, but they like drama. They like getting on the floor of the House. And the point I want to make it about this Republican House is, Roland, they care more about the drama being on TV, the antics, than governing. That's it. That's what they do. So, folks, uh, that's what we're going to see. All right. Uh, Got to go to break. We come back. We're going to talk about the water crisis happening in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, that's coming up next on Roller Martin Unfiltered. Uh, be sure to download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. We also want you to join our Bring the Funk fan club. Your dollars make it possible for us to do what we do. Uh, so our goal is to get 20,000 of our fans contributing um, at least $50 uh, each. Uh, a year, that's $4.19 a month, 13 cents a day. Uh, and so you can do so by sending check and money orders to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is Roland at RolandSMartin.com, Roland at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. And, of course, you can get a copy of my book, White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. Get it at Ben Bella Books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, Bookshop, Chapters, Books A Million, Target. Also, order from your favorite black bookstore, and you can also download it from Audible. And we'll be right back. Okay, you're... Hi, I'm Dr. Jackie Hood-Martin, and I have a question for you. Ever feel as if your life is teetering and the weight and pressure of the world is consistently on your shoulders? Well, let me tell you, living a balanced life isn't easy. Join me each Tuesday on Black Star Network for a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. We'll laugh together, cry together, pull ourselves together, and cheer each other on. So join me for new shows each Tuesday on Black Star Network, a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. 
hatred on the streets. A horrific scene. A white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. As an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol, we've seen shock. We're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. It's your man Dion Cole from Blackish, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Stay woke. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Mississippi Department of Environmental Quality regulator has denied the NAACP's claim regarding um, the water discriminating against Jackson, Mississippi. The agency denies the state discriminated against the city of Jackson in its distribution of federal funds. A letter recently surfaced from the Mississippi Department of Environmental Quality Executive Director Christopher Wells to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency stating, uh, Jackson received a loan for every completed application it submitted. And because the loan amount is based on the project's cost, no loans were reduced for any reason that could be considered discriminatory. The capital city of Jackson has persistent water problems. Jackson's water system failed in August and the water lines broke again in December, causing a decrease in adequate water pressure. The EPA announced an investigation in October into whether Mississippi state agencies discriminated against Jackson after the NAACP filed a federal complaint under Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, alleging Mississippi officials assured a water crisis by depriving Jackson of much-needed funds to upgrade infrastructure. The EPA could withhold money from Mississippi if it finds wrongdoing, and the EPA could refer the case to the Department of Justice. Jackson, Mississippi City Council member Aaron Banks uh, joins us right now. Councilman Banks, glad to have you here. So what do you make uh, of the state? Obviously, it's no surprise that they would, they would say no, no, no discrimination here. Uh, and so uh, how will the city respond? Well, look, uh, Roland, first of all, thank you for having me and uh, giving us the opportunity to uh, highlight what I think everybody knows what's going on. First of all, I would say this, you know, a state uh, revolving fund, SRF, is a loan. Uh, and those are monies that are set aside in the fund for municipalities like ours to dip into uh, when it comes to fixing things a piece at a time. However, uh, what we're talking about, Roland, are decades of disinvestment that have happened within this municip municipality. Uh, Jackson being 85, almost 90 percent African-American, uh, we see uh, communities like my community where I stay in South Jackson, War 6, Every time we have a winter emergency, every time we have a flood, we go 15 to 20 days without water. And, and so, you know, when we look at historically, when we look at when cities like Madison, Ridgeland, when cities uh, around us uh, get millions, two millions, three millions of dollars from legislative appropriations, uh, and Jackson may only get $50,000 to fix a bridge in a predominantly white neighborhood, then it has to sound the alarm. Furthermore, uh, when the attention of President Biden through bill, bipartisan infrastructure law, uh, and through ARPA funding was to actually make sure that there were investments into uh, uh, disadvantaged communities, 
uh, and to make sure that those communities were propped up by having uh, adequate water supply, then when those monies are funneled to the state, before the state begin to say, well, one, we're going to take a portion of this money and put it into the Central Mississippi Planning District. Uh, and then not only that, we're going to take Yazoo City, which is a rural city, and call it an urban city so that we can make sure that we direct those funds elsewhere. But then also say, we're going to lock your opera funds up. We know that you have other issues in your city like public safety. We know that you got other issues in your city like the declining workforce development. We don't want you to use your money on none of that. You have to use your money on strictly water, and then we'll give you some of that money that was appropriated for disadvantaged communities. And so, you know, that is the fact of what we're dealing with. And, uh, you know, shame on. Uh, 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 this this leader from the uh, from from this environmental quality for you know uh, trying to spin instead of just really addressing what's going on so that we get to the bottom of this. Uh, and, uh, and, and look, you've had the you've had the governor who has stated how he proudly withheld money from Jackson. He said it out of his own mouth when he was what state treasurer. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. One time, you know. Uh, the 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 dynamic that we deal with is, is when you deal with a majority Republican House, a majority majority Republican Senate in the state of Mississippi. Uh, the feeling is that well, Jackson got all these people. They're they're one of the biggest. Well, they're the biggest city, the capital city. They got the type of leadership they want. Uh, they elect their people. Let them figure it out themselves. That is the attitude. At the end of the day, we just got to be honest about it. That is the attitude. And so uh, we will have to fight for things, uh, Roland, like a 1% referendum where uh, we get the 1% sales tax that goes for us to address infrastructure issues, uh, roads. We have to fight to get CCID. But then there is a governor appointment, a lieutenant governor appointment, a speaker of the House appointment, uh, a business community appointment by the governor. And then only four people from the city of Jackson, which causes us to now uh, have to be in disagreement of making sure that those monies get spent in disadvantaged areas. Uh, mind you that almost more than 50 percent of the state properties are in the capital city of Jackson and they pay no pallet. There's no payment in lieu of taxes. And so when we have a simple ask, you know, uh, uh, you know, two million dollars to help us with our to make sure that we don't have sanitary sewer overflows. You know, you know, $5 million to help us with this. You know, we get considered last, and then we end up going through the politics. And, 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 and fingers can be pointed. We can play the political, you know, game back and forth all, all day long. But at the end of the day, the citizens of Jackson are residents and citizens of the state of Mississippi. Absolutely. Councilman Banks, we surely appreciate you joining us. Uh, thanks a bunch. And look, uh, it's, it's an ongoing battle, uh, and it is one that we see uh, happening uh, in um, cities all across the country uh, when yes, we're dealing with uh, red state legislators. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. Uh, Erica, that particular point is exactly what I'm talking about, and that is when we talk about uh, these majority black cities in these red states all across the country, this is what we are seeing. We are seeing these legislators want to, want to basically deprive them of resources, but these are residents who are paying taxes to the very state. Yeah. Um, welcome to Republicanism. Uh, I, you know, thinking about Mississippi, and this has been something that's been happening for decades, we were um, stationed there 
um, for some time. And it was really um, a shock because though I'm from the South, as a military brat, going to different spaces, it literally almost feels like you're walking back in time. And you're talking about the 90s. Uh, that's the feeling that we had in Mississippi. So to know that there's somebody like a Tate Reeves who has been in state legislature for quite some time, and he understands kind of the framework of oppression for him to be governor and for these problems to be exacerbated says a lot about leadership. And so I would say this is really a red warning signal, fireworks, if you will, for people to actually understand that though we have to grin and uh, we, we're going to have to bear these two years as a nation, this is the reason why people need to need more involved in what's happening in their municipality, what is happening in their borough, what is happening in their state, because you do have people that are elected representatives and that are passionate and that they do the work just like um, the gentleman from Ward 6 that we just had on, but it's not all on their shoulders. The people also have to be there to actually speak up and make demands. There's no way that you have all of that black power, black excellence. We just saw homecoming footage from Jackson State for it to be in this, and, and not saying that it's something that would, you know, happen overnight. This has been, as was said before, decades in the making and literally centuries in the making when you talk about oppression um, and the economic oppression there in Mississippi. However, saying that Mississippi is really a warning for all of us. So people to be checking their voter registration, knowing when those council meetings are happening, what ward they're in, how is it that they could actual top that they could support their person because it's really supporting them and their family. Right. Not having clean water, um, running water is a basic human right yep. that Republicans do not mind running over and all day long. The thing, Larry, that again we're seeing African Americans are moving back south. And this is what we're encountering, uh, which is why it's so important for folks to maximize voting, but you, because they're going to do whatever they want to do if they have, uh, uh, you know, uh, if they have, you know, super majorities in the legislature. And Roland, it's important to remember that this issue, infrastructure issues, decades in the making. These things doesn't, these things don't happen overnight. So you're talking about, you know, uh, when you're talking about the state legislature, or you're talking about the um, executive branch, the governor's mansion. This is decades in the making of ignoring the needs of a predominantly black city um, and really not caring. It essentially kind of idea, well, those are my people, my people over here, not over here. But it is an example of poor leadership. And Governor Reeves, I remember a few weeks ago, him making a, at, a, at an event, making a joke about the water situation in Jackson. And once again, the idea of whether you, I, I consider you to be, be my people. And this is the other thing about as it relates to republicanism and the contradiction this idea of well as they talk about it's kind of america first but what about the citizens of of, of jackson we have to make sure that these these things don't happen and unfortunately we know that it only happens in jackson but happens we could talk about flint michigan and a number of other um states where these kind of um infrastructure issues occur but once again let's be clear this isn't this is this is environmental racism. Yep. And once, like I said, decades in the making. And it's really important that, you know, the Biden administration continue to apply pressure. I know the DOJ has gotten involved and right. they'll get the money from the infrastructure bill. But we need to continue to apply pressure and keep the magnifying glass on what's happening in Jackson. Absolutely. All right, folks, got to go to break. We come back. Uh, more on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network.
hatred on the streets. A horrific scene. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. A white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. As an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol. We're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. Pull up a chair, take your seat. The Black Tape with me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, 
we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. We're all impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives. And we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Vivian Green. Hi, I'm Wendell Pierce, actor and author of The Wind in the Reeds. Hey, yo, peace world. What's going on? It's the love king of R&B, Raheem Devon, and you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. We've been frozen out. Facing an extinction-level event. We don't fight this fight right now. You're not going to have black on The Biden administration has launched a capital-rated program in the Department of Commerce that will allow for organizations to tap up to $100 million uh, in grants uh, who help black and minority businesses be able to grow uh, their companies. Earlier today, I talked with Don Graves, uh, who is the Deputy Secretary of Commerce, who explained the program and who it's going to benefit. Here's our conversation. All right, Don. Uh, so, so let's talk about uh, these resources here, because... Um, I, I often talk about, we can have discussions about starting more businesses, but the real issue is scaling Black-owned businesses and other minority-owned businesses. Roland, that is exactly the issue that we've had for generations. Uh, the, the, historically, African-Americans have started businesses at very high rates. The problem has always been the ability to grow those businesses over time, to create more jobs, to scale them so that they're uh, actually competitive with majority businesses. And that's what this program is all about. $100 million, the capital readiness program, to support the ecosystem that will provide the technical assistance, the legal support, the accounting, and yes, the capital and credit that's necessary to make sure that these businesses are, are successful and, and can scale over time. So what are we, so this program here, I mean, are we talking, uh, are they grants? Are they loans? Exactly what is this $100 million? And, 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 and who gets to qualify? Well, the, the program, again, the Capital Readiness Program, is providing support for this ecosystem. We know that minority businesses, especially in the African-American community, has had trouble being able to have success over the long period of time. So what this uh, program is meant to do is to provide grants to those organizations, including the nonprofits that uh, have historically been supportive of minority businesses, the historically black uh, colleges and universities and other minority serving institutions. And those grants are providing the, the support that they need to be able to reach more minority businesses, to essentially be there as a resource, as a relationship provider, as a connector to opportunities to, again, as I said, provide legal accounting uh, training to provide technical assistance and to also uh, ensure that our businesses have access to the credit and capital that they need. And that program will then allow minority businesses to access broader programs across the federal government for credit and capital, like the State Small Business Credit Initiative, a $10 billion program 
that is providing that type of financial support. So it's um, uh, assisting uh, organizations, and so it's not it's not directly uh, assisting businesses, correct? That's correct. It's it's providing support to those businesses that, for a long time, have been have been supporting minority businesses, but never get the type of resources that they need to be uh, to to reach as many businesses. As, uh, as there are that are looking for that type of support or to provide the longer term type of, uh, of support that these businesses need to, to, as to your point, to scale up and be competitive with majority businesses. With these grants, uh, are, uh, are, is there a cap on the grants? Uh, what's gonna be the size of these grants? Well, part of it is gonna be dependent on the number of institutions that apply for the funds. So we're waiting to see just how many organizations and, and institutions across the country apply. Um, but the, the key here is knowing that uh, $100 million, it sounds like a lot of money, but that's not going to go as, as far and, and as long as, as we'd like. And that's why we're continuing to part with, uh, with other organizations, with philanthropies, with the corporate community, to see if we can get additional funding to support these institutions so that it's not just the $100 million that's gonna be here for a short period of time and then go away, but we're mm -hmm. building that long-term uh, capacity. So we don't have a, a decision yet ex on exactly how much uh, money is going to go to these, uh, these institutions. But the great thing is that the Minority Business Development Agency, the one agency in the federal government who's solely focused on the long-term health and success of minority businesses, the MBDA also is providing support to minority business centers in just about every state around the country. So uh, you'll, we'll continue to have uh, resources through those business centers, working closely with the organizations that are getting these grant dollars. One of the things that my brother and I were having this conversation yesterday, uh, just the other day, because um, he, he uh, runs and owns our family-owned catering business. They just recently won. Uh, they're part of a, a major food contract uh, at Hobby Airport uh, in Houston. Uh, Lamont's Kitchen, and, and both he and I have this conversation because, um, you know, you know they've got to do a build out something to the tune of you know, two million dollars, and so one of the things that 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 we, that we said that that again one of the issues that black-owned business is facing, and I remember Maynard Jackson dealt with this when he was the mayor of Atlanta, is that we're able to when we're when we're able to fight through everything and then land the contract, then the issue still becomes how do you then fund your business and float your business right. until those checks come in. Right. Uh, and, and, and I was telling him in my case, um, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not interested in getting a loan or line of credit for me. It's being able to access the contracts on the advertising side being frozen out. And so even when you go through, uh, go through all of these steps, it still is a, a another barrier when it comes to uh, that next level. That, Roland, that's exactly right. And, and part of what uh, we're trying to do with all of the, the trillions of dollars of uh, uh, spend that the federal government is going to be doing over the next 10 years on building bridges and highways, fixing water systems, on uh, building new semiconductor fab facilities, on making solar uh, plants and, and uh, making our homes uh, more energy efficient, those contracts uh, are gonna go out to a range of businesses. And what we can do is build in the program requirements 
whether they're grant dollars going through states or their contracts going to big companies that are actually building the roads and bridges, et cetera, we can actually stipulate how those dollars are going to be utilized to make sure, just to your point, that, that uh, companies are especially small minority-owned businesses, the, the black businesses that always have trouble, that they're able to use those contracts to bring forward the payments, to, uh, to be able to get the, the types of credit and capital that they might not uh, get, and that they can use that to help build their businesses over the long run and, and count on that uh, for the spending decisions that they might be making, the, the hiring, the, uh, the capital uh, investments that they need to make to make sure that their businesses are going to be able to actually perform on the contracts. Um, at the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation dinner, President Biden talked about dramatically increasing uh, the, uh, I think by 50 percent, the contracts that African-Americans receive uh, on the federal level. Is this particular program, again, a part of trying to achieve that goal? That is exactly right. The, part of what we're doing, again, is building that ecosystem, that supportive uh, network that will allow our businesses to be more successful over the long run, to get the type of support that majority firms get all of the time. The other great thing is that this Minority Business Development Agency that was made permanent through the bipartisan infrastructure law, MBDA now has the ability to go to every single federal agency, every department in the federal government and say, we wanna see your plans for how you're gonna utilize minority businesses. We wanna see how you're going to track these. We need to see your performance over time. And then to go back through and say, you didn't hit your, your expected uh, spend plan or utilization plans and hold uh, the agencies and the contractors accountable for whether or not they're sticking to their plan. So it's the first time in history we've had that ability through the Minority Business Development Agency to check on uh, performance and then hold these agencies and, uh, and just as importantly, the prime contractors accountable for their performance. Well, one of the things that I've suggested repeatedly to the head of the SBA and others is that I know in our particular area, uh, it would be great, you know, we do these things called media uh, media upfronts where the agencies bring all the media folks together. It would be great if there was a federal government uh, Black-owned media or minority media upfront where we are able to understand who literally holds all the advertising contracts because, you know, they, you know, federal government spends about a billion dollars in advertising, but Black-owned media only gets about $51 million because part of the deal is knowing who's doing what and who has the information. Well, that is a great suggestion. I'm going to go to uh, the to the Undersecretary for Minority Business Development at MBDA today and suggest that he take uh, this industry and and look at at that that very issue because I think you're exactly right. There are so many of these different uh, industry silos where the federal government is a major player, and we just haven't done enough to figure out how we can make certain that uh, that the minority businesses that are in that industry have the opportunities, can actually pursue these contracts and can win them. Well, feel free to give my information. Uh, I know this stuff very well. I've been working with Congressman Hank Johnson uh, on this as well. And so whatever assistance we can give, because again, that's really what it boils down to. We can actually grow our businesses when we get the contracts. A lot of us, like for me, I don't have any debt. So I'm not trying to run out and get a, get you know a loan. But our deal is we can grow with the contracts. And so again, I'm I really uh, glad to see this effort because, again, the federal government 
has the ability to really reshape what black African-Americans get, what, 1.67% all federal contracts. If, based on what President Biden said, you know, you grow that by $100 billion, you dramatically change black America. No question about it. And that's, this is just the start. We expect to continue to expand and grow these opportunities. And, and you know, hopefully, Roland, you'll hold us accountable for all of this. Oh, well, that's going to happen. Don't worry about that. Uh, so uh, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, and again, uh, look forward to the next conversation. Thanks so much, Roland. Great to be here. All right. Thanks a bunch. All right, folks, uh, we're going to go to a break. We come back. We'll chat with uh, uh, Larry and Erica uh, again about uh, where's our money. This particular program was specific, but specifically while wow, we must be putting pressure on the Biden administration to drive more dollars to black owned businesses. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. When you talk about blackness and what happens in black culture, we're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause too long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in Black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Check some money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037- 0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Pull up a chair. Take your seat. The Black Tape. With me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Pastor Jackie Hood-Martin, and I have a question for you. Ever feel as if your life is teetering and the weight and pressure of the world is consistently on your shoulder? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. 
This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Let me tell you, living a balanced life isn't easy. Join me each Tuesday on Black Star Network for a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. We'll laugh together, cry together, pull ourselves together, and cheer each other on. So join me for new shows each Tuesday on Black Star Network, a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. I'm Angie Stone. Hi, I'm Teresa Griffin. Oh, Roland. <laughs> hey, Roland. I am so disappointed that you are not here, first of all. Um, where's our dance? It's like we get a dance in every time I see you. And so now you're not here for me to dance with, sir. You and your ascot. I need it. I need that in my life right now. Okay. Um, I love you, Roland. What's up? I'm Lance Gross, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Uh, Erica and Larry, um, the conversation we just had, first of all, uh, this program, uh, someone even asked in the chat, well, the money's not going to the businesses. No. What you have is you have organizations out there, you have incubators, you have other, other groups that are out there that help uh, black-owned businesses. Uh, there are a lot of black-owned businesses. First of all, let, let me just explain this to people who, who don't even understand really the reality of black-owned businesses in America. <clears throat> and I'm using pre-COVID data. <clears throat> There were 2.6 million black-owned businesses in America pre-COVID. 2.5 million had one employee. So really, they're sole proprietors. And the reality is, many of these businesses do not have the accounting, the legal, uh, and the other types of support that you see in a business. Now, uh, when we started this show, and again, I'm just trying to get people to understand uh, the difference. When we launched this show, we started with what many, most black-owned businesses don't even have. Uh, first of all, they only have one employee. Uh, of the 2.6 million, 2.5 million had one employee. Uh, and so when we began, we had seven people. Uh, we now have 15 people. Uh, we have legal, we have accounting, we have HR, we have all of those services. And so many black-owned businesses don't. And so these grants are gonna be able to help folks in these, these individual cities then be able to get that technical support, which then puts them in a position to be able to go for the contracts because the contracting process uh, is a whole different deal. But this right here, Larry, is why it is important uh, that black organizations, black business organizations, and African-Americans be pressuring their members of Congress and United States senators because the federal government spends annually $560 billion a year on contracting. And right now, black-owned businesses are getting 1.67% of the $560 billion. 
if we all of us, which is about $9 billion, if we all of a sudden go from, let's say, 1.67% to 5%, now all of a sudden, you're talking about a dramatic increase, which has a direct impact on black wages, increasing the size of our business. Um, I mean, in, in our case, let's just say the federal government spends a million, a billion dollars a year on advertising, black-owned media gets 51 million, okay? So that's 1%. Let's say black-owned media actually got 10% of the 1 billion, which is $100 million, okay? Let's just say we got 5% of the $100 million. All of a sudden, that's a game changer. So we have to understand the money game. We, we're, we use a lot of our black capital for fighting for it, which, which we should be, George Floyd Justice Act, uh, fighting for voting reform, fighting for uh, housing, things along those lines. But if we're ignoring the money, we're losing out. I think discussing this topic is why your show is so important because they're like you say you're educating folks who have who have no idea didn't know about these statistics and numbers and I know you talk about this frequently when it comes to black owned media you're really you're right you hit it hit, hit right on the nose in terms of a we need to continue to pressure the Biden administration members of the House and Senate what whoever is in the White House we have to consistently talk about these issues because we know the importance of economic power so if some of these, you know, um, you know, black-owned businesses are able to get more access to more capital. They can build out, hire more employees, as you said, particularly have an impact on, on the local community. The other important thing, Rowan, is we talk about building black wealth, particularly generational wealth, which black folks haven't had the opportunity to do because of systemic racism when it comes to, you know, um, being an entrepreneur or, or you owning a home in terms of you, if you try to refinance, being charged at higher rates. There are consistently obstacles in a way in terms of building black wealth. The other thing is that this can do is in terms of these entities, they receive this funding, bring together other black businesses to collaborate. I like the word, he used the word ecosystem, and I think that's a really important in terms of working with nonprofit organizations, foundations, as he described, but also, like I said, in terms of that ecosystem also impacts Black-owned businesses who are in the same area or someone's outside of the area, but they have a, a great business plan or an idea of how you can scale up. These are the kind of conversations that Black folks don't really have the opportunity to have because not only, A, they not don't have access to the capital or the know-how, but they haven't really been given the opportunity to be able to say, hey, you have one, it's just you. We can expand this to five or 10 over the next couple of years. Let's help you develop a long-term business plan. And so this is a great first step. Right. And, and, and again, Erica, uh, the reason why we have this segment is not just about corporate dollars. What people need to understand is that when black people were frozen out of corporate America, uh, the black middle class was actually built through government jobs. And so when we see government layoffs, it has an, an adverse impact on black people because there's a higher number of African-Americans who work in government who make high five and six figure salaries, higher than what's happening in corporate America. So you take the contracts. When we're, when we're frozen out of those contracts, what then happens is we're only able to be here and then we can't go here, here and here. I'm going to go back. I'm just using the example, folks. 
I'm telling you about the data. It was Congresswoman Eleanor Holmes Norton who commissioned uh, a study for uh, the GAO, General, General Accounting Office, and what they discovered is that a billion dollars is spent every year in advertising by the federal government. Black-owned media got $51 million out of the $1 billion. That's 1%. So if black-owned media got 10% of the billion, that's $100 million. Okay, just for let's just say let's just say we went after five percent. We went after five percent of the hundred million. That's five. Okay, that that alone. I mean, everybody who's listening to me right now, five million from the federal government advertising contracts alone vaults us to almost ten million dollars a year. Now, everybody listening. What then happens if we go from a $3 million or $4 million a year business to almost $10 million a year business? Then all of a sudden, we go from 12 or 15 people to 30 or 40 people. Now all of a sudden, we're actually hiring more black journalists, more contractors, utilizing more businesses, and now all of a sudden, we're able to pay even more competitive wages for folks who are working in mainstream media. That is how you build capacity. But you got to be able to access the contracts. Yeah, and everybody has a budget. And you show someone their budget, then you can see what their priorities are. And this is definitely a priority um, for us to be looking at the money every week or as often as you have these segments on the show. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, Roman, when you were talking about um, when you were rolling through the numbers, thinking about black women being um, the fastest growing entrepreneurial group. But then when we start looking down a little bit further at what that means, we also see that in terms of capital is very difficult, as we've just discussed around raising capital. But we see that that revenue, the revenue streams look a lot differently. So instead of having an infrastructure of support, because it's um, pretty much self-funded, we see black women entrepreneurs only bringing home about 24000 a year in comparison with their white counterparts, who are also women, doing about 140000 a year in revenue, which is, again, a big difference. So that is why we have to have these conversations. We have to bring on people who lead agencies to walk us through different programming and what's available. And, and, and when and, you were talking... And, and, and there was something he said, Erica, that was so important that I, I don't want people to miss. He said that mm -hmm. the MBDA, they now have the authority to go into each yes. agency and say, we need to see your paperwork. Mm -hmm. We need to see if you're, yeah. if, if you're meeting the numbers. And yes. they can go to the contractors. People have no yes. idea how huge that is going to be. It's checks and balances. It's making sure that what is being said, and, and this takes me back to 2020, because remember, Roland, we spent pretty much that year talking about a racial reckoning. All of these different, especially in the tech space, made these pledges of all of this money that they were going to give. And so following back up here a few years later, we see that very little or almost none of those people held their pledges. It was in the moment. It, sound, it was the right thing to do in that moment. But it was a lot of emotion and yep. a lot of lies. So we're seeing accountability here, and that's what matters. And, 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 and let me say this here, because uh, uh, it kills me, these people who run their mouths in the chat who ain't never run a business. 
uh, okay, so one person's like, oh, Roland, you begging for crumbs. Let me be real clear. You can't get to five million unless you got to a million. You can't get to a million unless you got to 500,000, okay? So for all y'all who's saying, oh, oh, you asking a million is too low, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Because what you also don't know is, when you have a business, you gotta have capacity of staff to handle a larger contract. There's nothing worse, and I've seen it, where a black-owned business qualified and won a major contract, but they couldn't service the contract because they didn't have the staff to actually do it. So for all y'all who run y'all miles talking about, oh, oh, that's just too small, what that tells me, you ain't never run a business. What you are doing is running your mouth about somebody else's business. So what you should do is get you some business and leave the business to the business people. Got to go to break. We'll talk with the sister who's running the Fisk University gymnastics team uh, who uh, participated uh, in the NCAA tournament over the weekend. We'll be right back. Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene, a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. As an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol, we're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. Owens, America's Wealth Coach, and my new show, Get Wealthy, focuses on the things that your financial advisor and bank isn't telling you, but you absolutely need to know. So watch Get Wealthy on the Black... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Star Network. Pull up a chair. Take your seat. The Black Tape. With me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. What's up, what's up? I'm Dr. Ricky Dillard, the choir master. Hi, I'm Amber Stevens-West from The Carmichael Show. Hi, my name is Latoya Luckett, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Went down. This ball is huge. This university made history as the first uh, HBCU to participate in an NCAA gymnastics uh, event. Uh, of course, they uh, launched their program. The Fist Lady Bulldogs launched their program, uh, and they now, of course, uh, are competing against the likes of Oklahoma, Michigan, UCLA, uh, national champion folks. Uh, the team's lead off uh, gymnast uh, Naima Muhammad and Fist five-star recruit Morgan Price made national headlines with their athletic ability uh, and grace. Uh, and so they stepped into National headlines on Friday at the Super 16, the inaugural Super 16 event uh, in Las Vegas. They finished in fourth place, the score of 186.700. Corinne Tarver, a U.S. national team member during the 1985-86 season, a national floor title holder and two-time uh, title holder with Georgia in 1987-1989, uh, is the coach there, and she joins us. Glad to have you here. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So uh, how was it for your team to um, uh, to go there? Were they nervous? Uh, it certainly uh, is, is a huge deal being uh, the first HBCU uh, to participate in gymnastics at this level. Uh, I would say they were nervous, yes, uh, but they were excited. We've been training all fall, so they were ready to get the season started, and this was a coming out party. It was definitely a coming out party. Uh, there was obviously there was lots of attention when the program started, uh, when Morgan signed as well, uh, and so I'm sure you were you were happy to uh, to get all that behind and actually go into competition versus folks talking about just talking about the program uh, as opposed to now seeing them perform. 
Yes, definitely. We um, we have the longest pro, pro, uh, preseason of any sport. So it started back in August and uh, we compete in January. So it's a, quite a long time and it's hard to keep people motivated for such a long period of time. So everyone was happy to get out on the floor and be able to show what we are capable of and show what an HBCU can do. So ex explain to folks how this works, because when, when you look at football, you obviously have different uh, divisions. Uh, you know, Fisk uh, is an NAIA school. Uh, so how are you able, as an NAIA school, to compete uh, in a tournament against other uh, larger programs? Uh, we're technically right now considered like a club, even though we're not a club. We're in, we are, in fact, a collegiate program. But until we get our waiver uh, approved, from the NCAA, we're gonna uh, we can compete and we can actually uh, qualify for USAG gymnastics collegiate nationals. So that is what our goal is for the year. Uh, and so you, you said y'all are classified as a club. Well, not really a club. We're we're a college program, but because we're NAIA, we're still competing against NCAA schools. Right. So there, we're kind of in this limbo. So uh, the Super 16 uh, event. Uh, what other schools were there? Uh, Oklahoma, UCLA, Michigan, Arizona State, BYU. Uh, we competed against Washington, University of North Carolina, and uh, Utah State. There was also uh, Rutgers and a couple others. <laughs> there so there was so, so there was sixteen. Uh, there was sixteen. You were the only HBCU, uh, and y'all came in fourth. Pretty damn good. We came in fourth in our session. There was okay. four different sessions. So okay. every competition is a different competition. So um, we we weren't really looking for placement or really even worrying about our score. We just knew that we had to step out on the floor. I have a very young team. Most of my athletes are freshmen. So they've never been on a college stage right. and very different than what they did in the club level. So I just wanted them to go out there and get a great experience. And we got such an amazing and warm welcome that it helped the girls to relax and go out there and just do what they're capable of doing. How many team members? We have 15. 15. 15 all 15 traveled? Yes, all 15 traveled. All uh, right. No, I take it back, 14 traveled. All right, questions uh, from our panelists. Erica, you first. Coach Carver, it's indeed a pleasure and congratulations. Um, very um, excited for you all. Wanted to ask you, um, because your team and you were a gymnast uh, as a black woman, you have um, young black women, women of color, uh, what is it that you say to them to prep them um, to be in, in the experiences? Their sport, um, gymnastics, but going in as black and women of color, how do you um, prepare them for that? Honestly, these girls have all been doing that for years. They've all been uh, competing for a minimum of five to, and you know, some of them up to 10 years. So they're used to being one of the only. Uh, that's something that is just basically part of the sport. Um, as a gymnast myself, I was one of only, I was the only black gymnast on the University of Georgia's team. So we get used to it. Uh, as far as competition, I really don't focus on that. What I focus on is them doing their routines trust their training, trust the preparation, trust their teammates, trust their coaches, and just go out there and do what they're capable of doing. Larry. Yeah, so Fisk is uh, known for its academics, you know, alum like W.B. Du Bois, uh, among others. 
And so I'm really, I've been following the story for the last couple of months. I just read a few articles, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks about leading up to this event and a couple, read a couple of quotes from you. So congratulations on, on all the hard work and finally having the opportunity to kind of, so to speak, hit the floor. So my question is relating to recruiting, recruiting, and you talked about a number of your uh, individuals on the team are freshmen. So you're the only HBC with the program. So and obviously, when you talk about there, you know, we saw increasingly in the Olympics and the increased number of black women participating in gym and gymnastics of the last 25 years. So talk to me about recruiting. And, you know, is it make it easier for you? Because, like I said, this has an excellent academic reputation and the only HBCU. Do you think it's going to make your recruitment efforts easier or, or are there obstacles? Believe it or not, FIS kind of recruited itself. Um, a lot of people ask, because I was hired in February to start a program that the athletes reported, reported at the end of July. So I basically had about four months to get everyone together and to convince them to come to FISC. But in all honesty, they kind of contacted us. And once they heard about the HBCU, because many of these athletes wanted to go to HBCUs, they come from families that are HBCU alum and they've grown up in that environment, yet they knew that they never had an opportunity to go and continue to do gymnastics. They would have to give one up. So FISC adding a program allowed them to be able to do both dreams, to be able to get that HBCU experience, to be able to do gymnastics. And like you said, the academics are strong. We are a very strong STEM school. So a lot of um, my, my team members are going into the medical field in some way, shape, or form. On, on that particular point there, um, since... Um, you announced since they announced you announced the program. Of course, all the different stories that, that have been done. Um, have you been deluged with uh, phone calls or emails or letters from parents and other folks uh, expressing interest? And have other schools contacted you about saying, "Hey, uh, we would love to try something similar at our school. How do you make it happen?" Um, yes, to all of them. Uh, we get a lot of. We've gotten a lot of interest from recruits. Uh, we're looking at the class of 24 and 25 at this point in time. So we are looking at um, trying to bring in maybe anywhere from five to 10 athletes next season, depending on um, how many of them are going to get academic money, because that is something that we do rely on a lot. We do have athletic scholarships, but we are looking to go NCAA Division II. So we keep it in the limit that the NCA has for gymnastics. So we have to be careful with that, but we do do academic money a lot. As far as, you know, the other things we're just, we're here, we're ready to go. And, you know, so many athletes want to be a part of the HBCU experience. We did, we have gotten calls from other schools, um, but most are taking a wait and see right now. Right. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, bottom line is anyone understands college athletics uh, the reality is uh, football pays for many programs. Fist doesn't have a football team. Uh, yeah, secondary basketball does. It's even harder at an NAIA school because you don't have the television contracts, things along those lines. Uh, and so it really comes down to when you have some of, your, some of your top athletes, you're getting scholarship offers from other places, and it comes down to money. Yes, it does. It really does. But um, as many people know that gymnasts tend to be very strong academics, uh, students. So many of my uh, team members are getting provosts or presidential scholarships. Uh, so we, that is our goal is to find athletes who can, are good in the classroom as well as good in, in the gym. 
Well, uh, certainly congratulations. Uh, what's uh, the uh, next uh, uh, tournament? What's up, what's up next for y'all? We are at the University of Michigan on Friday and the University of Georgia on Monday. Wow. All right, then. Well, uh, and if folks are uh, you know, not sure if any of those are televised, and so if, uh, do you have any idea how people could watch them if they are? Well, they're always live streamed if they're not live on TV. So you can always go to their websites, and they always have them streaming. So we'll be able to see the meet. I don't know how much they show of different programs, but it'll be on somewhere. Okay. All right, then. Well, look, congratulations uh, and good luck uh, this season. Thank you so much. All right, folks, uh, when we come back, uh, we'll tell you, we've got some headlines, and we'll talk about uh, Black Lives Matter, folks in Florida wanting some officers to be fired for their actions, also our black and missing. We'll talk about that as well, uh, and some other news of the day. Uh, and don't forget, we'll be chatting with Miss Olympia Cheryl Grant, uh, who's 61 years old, talking about fitness for uh, sisters over the age of 50. She says, look, any of us can do it. We got to commit ourselves to it. Look forward to having the conversation with her. Uh, that's going to be uh, coming up uh, at uh, 7.30, so you don't want to miss that conversation. Folks, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button. I see all y'all commenting and all your, got all your thoughts and opinions. Hit the like button. Don't be trying to ride for free. Uh, we should easily be more than 1,000 likes every single day. I shouldn't have to be asking this late in the program for y'all to hit the like button. So when we come back from the break, we should be seeing at least 1,000 likes, okay? Uh, Facebook, hit the share button. Same thing, the rest of the programs. Going to a break. I'll be right back on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Blackstone Network. When you talk about blackness and what happens in black culture, we're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause to long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We're gonna hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100,000, so we wanna hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Check some money orders, go to PO Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Jackie Hood Martin, and I have a question for you. Ever feel as if your life is teetering and the weight and pressure of the world is consistently on your shoulders? Well, let me tell you, living a balanced life isn't easy. Join me each Tuesday on Black Star Network for a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. We'll laugh together, cry together, pull ourselves together, and cheer each other on. So join me for new shows each Tuesday on Black Star Network, a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. Pull up a chair, take your seat. The Black Tape with me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. Hello, everyone. It's Kiara Sheard. Hey, I'm Taj. I'm Coco. And I'm Lily. And we're SWV. What's up, y'all? It's Ryan Destiny, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Thank <laughs> you.
we got black and missing, folks. Humphreys has been missing from Chicago since December 18th. The 16-year-old is 5 feet 2 inches tall, weighs 120 pounds with brown hair and brown eyes. Anyone with information about Makia Humphreys is urged to call the Chicago, Illinois Police Department at 312-745-5020-312-745-5020. Folks, today is the second day of the federal trial in a civil lawsuit over 2000 enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm signing up and playing is so easy simply sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matter more than ever place your money line prop and parlay bets with a king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. ...in 20 traffic stop, in which an Afro-Latino Army lieutenant was pepper sprayed in the handcuff by Virginia cops. Do y'all remember this video? Roll it. What's going on? How many occupants are in your vehicle? It's only myself. Why are your weapons drawn? What's going on? Open the door slowly and step out. Open the door. I'm not getting out the vehicle. What's going on? Get out the car. Open the door slowly and get out. 
What's going on? Get out of the car! Now! Open the door! Get out of the car! Hold, 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 hold. Keep your hands outside the window. Keep your hands outside the window. My hands are right here. What's going on? Get out of the car now. Get out of the car. What's now. going on? Get out of the car now. Get out of the car now. I'm serving this country and this is how I'm treated. Yo, what? guess what? I'm a veteran too. I'm going to obey. That's Get not... out of the car. What's going on? Get out of the car now. What's going on? What's going on? You're fixing to ride the lightning, son. I'm sorry, what? Get out of the car now! What's going on? Get out on? of the car now! Get out of the car! Sir, just get out of the car! Work with us and we'll talk to you! Get out the car! You received our order! Obey it! I'm... I'm af I'm honestly afraid to get out. Can I... Yeah, you, you should what's be. Going? Get out! On the camera video shows Windsor Police Officer Daniel Crocker and Joe Gutierrez, who was an officer at the time but has since been fired over this case, pepper spray and pointed weapons at Second Lieutenant Karan Nazario as he held his hands up in his vehicle to stop spark nationwide backlash. And Virginia's Attorney General later sued Windsor, a small town about 70 miles southeast of Richmond, alleging the town's police engaged in discriminatory policing against black Americans. Nazario is suing the officers for $1 million in compensatory damages. Uh, folks, a uh, Florida Black Lives Matter chapter wants four Lakeland, Florida police officers arrested and a new police chief removed following a beating of a man in their custody. Polk County Black Lives Matter is demanding the U.S. Federal Department of Justice launch an investigation and arrest four Lakeland police officers, Dylan Korn, Anton Jefferson, Jason McCain, and Sergeant, uh, uh, um, uh, and remove the newly appointed police chief, Sammy Taylor, following the shocking incident. Officer uh, Eby stopped Antoine Glover for possible controlled substances on December 18th when the officers tried to remove a bag from Glover's possession. They started punching Glover. Lakeland police said there's an ongoing internal investigation into the incident. The department policy allows 180 days uh, to close a review. The parents of three black Georgia students have filed a lawsuit against the school district for banning Black Lives Matter attire but allowing nooses and Confederate symbols. Lakeisha Hamilton and Loretta McRae filed a federal civil rights lawsuit against the Effingham County School District on behalf of their children. The suit alleges that dress code enforcement is unconstitutional and violates their First Amendment rights. Effingham County High School and Effingham College and Career Academy forbids Black Lives Matter attire because they say it is disruptive. A black student allegedly was refused entry to a football game for wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt, but a white student was allowed to wear a shirt that read, Stomp on my flag, I'll stomp your ass. The Effingham County D D D District Superintendent, Yancey Ford, and the school board have been named defendants in the lawsuit. They assert they hadn't yet been served. Well, what does that tell you uh, right there, Erica, in Georgia, that, oh, yeah, Black Lives Matter, that's disruptive, but, yeah, the Confederate flag, go right ahead. That sounds like Georgia. <laughs> um, you know, we're talking about the state as a whole, but... Then also looking at the regions, and, you know, when I think about Southeast Georgia, uh, one of the names that comes to mind is Ahmad Aubrey, um, unfortunately, who um, was hunted um, and essentially lynched um, by a, a few saltines. So I say that to say that it does not surprise me that this has happened, but, you know, as Reese has said this on this program many a times before, 
we have to be more litigious, we meaning black people. And so I am so proud of Ms. Hamilton. Sue the hell out of them. Get every penny you can, because one of the other things that has to be brought forward is that culture of the Confederate flag having a place in Georgia and that people that wear that Confederate flag, though they may be your neighbors, they may be administrators at the county, city level or whatever, are not bad people. It's a part of their heritage. So I think that this is a... Um, I, I'm really um, happy that her children communicated this to her and glad that this did, did get some media attention. And I hope that she wins as much as she possibly can get. And that these are kind of, these are the types of mes uh, messages that need to continue to be blanketed across uh, areas that are very resistant to change and on par with global white supremacy and or nationalism. And Larry, it shows you when they actually believe that Black Lives Matter, how is that disruptive? They give it away. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> no, in this case, right? And so, look, you know, we talk, you know, my colleague just highlight all, you know, some of the cases in Georgia. And I agree, you need to, you need to sue people because the bottom line is people only understand the purse strings. So when you start, you know, taxing, lo lo you know, localities and they have to pay, then you would assume that would have an impact on, on, you know, police behavior or school behavior in this particular situation. But listen, Roland, it's deplorable, but it's not, it's not surprising. We see this a lot not only in terms of pre-K through 12, but also seeing some of these issues in, in, in higher education. But the fact that wearing Black Lives Matter, that Black Lives Matter is controversial, but wearing um, a Confederate flag and other, you know, um, symbolism, particularly when you talk about related, relating to the Civil War, right, which was fought over, which fought over with slavery. And that's not controversial, but all this other imagery, uh, Donald Trump, who was, is an insurrectionist, and like I said, you know, the, the shirt you just showed on the right. But black folks can't simply say that we matter. That's what they're really, what you're saying is, and it's also saying that whatever suffering you deal with, do it in silence and away from me. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm glad they're suing them, but it's once again, people don't, don't see our humanity. All right, folks, let's take, go to your Florida, uh, Larry, where Governor Ron DeSantis, he's targeting no shock diversity at Florida universities. Uh, the DeSantis administration now requires that all universities Report how much money is spent on programs for diversity training and critical race theory projects and initiatives. The requirement was announced last month by the Director of Policy and Budget. The Department of Education and the State University System must report the name of staff, programs, and activities related to race and diversity ideology and the amount of state funding spent towards it. A Florida judge blocked a piece of the Stop Woke Act last year prohibiting schools and companies from inserting critical race theory teachings. Th this just shows you uh, how, how trifling he is. And the, the reason my book, White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds, uh, Larry, is important is because you have a lot of white Americans who want to attack anything dealing with race, equity, diversity, inclusion, equality, you name it, multiculturalism. They've always hated that, and this is the, the newest attack. So I first want to say, please, everyone, pray for me. <laughs> as, I, as I try to navigate this as, as, a, as a black professor who writes about racism. That's first. All you folks, pray for me. But secondly, I, I think it's really important when we talk about this issue, fighting over, you know, this, and obviously my institution among all the, um, I think 12 or 14 other public institutions received the same letter. 
this is the thing. Just a few days ago, Roland, we had the 100th anniversary of the Rosewood Massacre, which occurred in Florida. So my question is to these individuals that, you know, want to talk about CRT and DAI initiatives. Are we supposed to talk about the black folks that were massacred a little over 100 years ago and the reasons why? And also, we're not allowed to make the connection between the violence, the white violence we saw in Rosewood, to the violence we saw on January 6th. Because, see, what's happening is when people don't want you to talk about these issues, you can't make these linkages, educate people, and may possibly prevent some of this violence we've seen throughout this country's history. So I'm on the front line of this. And like I said, I know that the faculty, um, faculty union are, are at our school and statewide yep. aware of this. I'm aware of this faculty member, and we're going to continue to fight this issue. Uh, 30 seconds, Erica. Go. I would urge, uh, you know, I'm looking at all of the list of the colleges and universities in Florida. I bet you if black athletes walked away, that, as we continue to talk about this underlying message of the power of the purse and money, I bet you that would have a serious impact um, on what um, uh, I, that thing's name, um, De DeSantis, um, the decisions that he's making um, to really starve out right. Florida of um, being able to um, be multicultural. Uh, well, indeed, and uh, I guarantee you, uh, black athletes did that. Uh, they would all be mm -hmm. freaking out, and he'd be back in the hell up <laughs> real, real quick. All right, folks, got to go to a break. Great. We come back, we'll chat with Cheryl Grant in our Fit Live Win segment about fitness for sisters over 50. That's next on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Stuff. Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene. A white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. As an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol, we're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Pastor Jackie Hood-Martin, and I have a question for you. Ever feel as if your life is teetering and the weight and pressure of the world is consistently on your shoulders? Well, let me tell you, living a balanced life isn't easy. Join me each Tuesday on Black Star Network for a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. We'll laugh together, cry together, pull ourselves together, and cheer each other on. So join me for new shows each Tuesday on Black Star Network. A Balanced Life with Dr. Jackie. Hey, yo, peace, world. What's going on? It's the love king of R&B, Raheem Devon. Hey, I'm Cupid, the maker of the Cupid Shuffle and the Wham Dance. What's going on? This is Tobias Trevelyan. And if you're ready, you are listening to and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. <laughs> All right, folks, welcome back to Roller Martin Unfiltered. Uh, we have been having a conversation since uh, I got back uh, from Jamaica about the new you in 2023. Uh, and um, when I was uh, walking along the beach, uh, when I was going through this shredding, shedding, cleansing process, just thinking about uh, this new year, the business, people, staffing, uh, personal stuff, all this sort of different stuff, uh, I said, you know what? I said, there were about seven, about seven people who came into my mind. I said, you know what? I want to have on the show. Uh, and uh, Funk Roberts was uh, one of the folks, and he has a program uh, for men 50 plus. 
And I said, well, if I need to find somebody to talk about with, for, for sisters 50 plus. And so uh, I was seeing her videos uh, uh, and then uh, posting videos talking about being 60. She turned 61 in December. Uh, and I said, wow, uh, this could be uh, a great uh, person to have to talk about this scene. So Cheryl Grant uh, is a former Miss Olympia. Uh, she, uh, as I said, turned 61 in December uh, and really talks about uh, the importance of not just fitness and looking great and healthy lifestyle, but uh, but really encouraging other uh, women, especially black women, uh, to uh, do what she has done. So Cheryl, glad to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Roland. So, so it's interesting. So I was looking at some of the comments on um, on uh, my Instagram page, and, and there were some people who were saying, oh, you know what, I don't want to have to go that far. Or some people said, well, uh, really, if you look at her, this is, this is genetics. This is, this is really not, you know, really working out. When did your process start? First of all, were you always a fitness person? Were you always uh, this size? Or was it something that happened where you said, you know what, I need to make a change in my life? Well, it started really when my first child was born 35 years ago, and I started this fitness journey, but it was just more working out casually. It really took place when I was in my career in corporate America. My background is in high tech. I was in high tech for 30 plus years, and I found that I was constantly hitting what most would call rolling a uh, glass ceiling. But for women of color, it is a brick ceiling. And I found myself getting stressed, depressed, because I couldn't figure out how to break through to the C-suite. And rather than allowing the systems that were in place to um, manage me, I decided to go on this fitness journey. And the biggest thing that I learned is that the brick wall that I was talking about, yes, corporations do put those in place, but we also put brick walls within our own minds about what we can and can't do. At that point, I decided to go on a fitness journey and just, I became Miss Olympia. Um, I, my first mission ever was in March of 2017. And I took second place, first place, and then I went on to take the title. But it did something for me. It really transformed me inside and out about what is possible. And especially as we begin to age, fitness is everything. How will you take care of yourself? I was just listening to your segment and listening to all the things that are going on in the world outside of us. And let's let alone what we have to deal with individually, whether it be with family or whether it be with taking care of our parents parents or raising our children or going back to school or our social life. There's so many anxieties in life. This is, became for me um, not an option. It became a way of life. And I think that's very key to understand what it is, how you're taking care of yourself, and to start as young as you possibly can. And know the genetics. I will say, you know, my mother is amazing. She looks amazing. My mother is 80 years old. But it really has to do with us rethinking about how we take care of ourselves mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And my approach is really a holistic approach. Fitness you can't, you won't stick to a program if you're not mentally fit first. And for me, fitness stands for faith, 
intuition and tenacity. It's the ability to believe in the impossible. It's learning how to trust yourself and that navigation system. And then the tenacity, you got to get up and go do it. And we as women, as we age, we lose skeletal mass and that becomes critical. We, uh, if we fall, we have a greater risk of injury. This is not just optional. This is important. And I think if the pandemic didn't teach us anything, it should have taught us that our health is our wealth. But what was interesting to me, uh, I was um, uh, the video that we showed uh, when you were walking into the room. Somebody uh, came on your page and they said, you know, aren't you too old to be wearing a swimsuit? Um, I think that age is a number, in my opinion. I don't look at life that way. Your perspective is everything. Les Brown is my mentor. He said, how you do one thing is how you do everything. I want to be excellent in every area of my life. So it doesn't matter. Bikini, what does that have to do with it? What's important is, am I mentally fit? And living in a world today, that should be the priority versus wearing a bikini. That's just a part of the process of the fitness journey. Um, that I'm on in the competition that I did, that was a requirement. That's the level of com um, competitiveness that I competed at. But I think that it's okay. Why do we Why do we put these definitions about age and what you can and can't do? If you feel good, do it. And the more you work out, I guarantee the better you will feel, not only in life, but in every area of your life. And I'm all about that, being fit for life. That is everything. That is my mantra. That's what I teach. I actually went on, a lot of people will ask me, Roland, if I'm a personal trainer. I'm not a personal trainer, but what I've created is an all-inclusive platform that allows individuals to not only get fit physically, but to get fit mentally, and then to apply that in every other area of their life. I am a business entrepreneur that's about collaboration and building a network and a community of other people. So I have nutritionists on my platform. I have wellness coaches on my platform. I have doctors on my platform, all here to help individuals be their absolutely best self. And isn't that what we all want in life? I mean, especially at this given time, and especially with all the things that come along with the, our lifestyles and the way of eating. And I'm a firm believer that it's all about balance. It's all about balance. You don't have to want to compete. That doesn't have to be your North Star, but you should have a North Star in terms of how you're taking care of yourself so that as you begin to age, you can live your best life. Mm -hmm. Your health, again, is your wealth. Well, the reason I find that interesting because you're 61. Go to my yes, iPad. Uh, you may know about this sister. Her name is Chef Babette. She's 72. Yes. She's 72 yes. years old. Yes. Uh, yes. And if you go, if you go to her Instagram page, you will see her videos. Uh, and uh, yeah, y'all, anybody who's what? That's a 72 year old black woman right there. Uh, but the key, I think, what you said is you said it's the mind. And I think what mm -hmm. happens is for a lot of us, uh, and I don't care whether we're talking about fitness or eating, whether we're talking about how do we grow a business, whether we talk about how to do anything. Uh, so many people. They, they take in so many negative things from other people and then add on top of their own negativity and it stops them from even starting a journey. Yes, and I'm a firm believer in, you know, you have to take care of you. 
And I said this on social media, never, never, never allow somebody else to stop you at reaching your greatness or your pinnacle. I can tell you about the fitness journey for me, that it transformed my life, but I had to also transform everything around me, what I ate, who I hung out with, what I did, what I thought, what I was thinking, all of that makes up the whole of you. But if you are living this life and you want your best life, your absolute best life, then you need to make you a priority. And if not you, and if you're not taking care of you, then who will? Uh, and I, again, I, it, it is it's so, it's so amazing to me how many people, uh, again, and they listen to all kinds of different other people. Like I, I saw uh, one person and they were like, you know what, uh, look, look, you can sit here and walk, but that stuff ain't gonna work. When if, if you ain't running, if you ain't jogging, if you ain't sprinting, you gotta start somewhere. And if that means that you start walking a half a mile a day, and then it goes to a mile, then a two miles and three miles, that's a start, but the point is, is to get somebody start and being consistent. It, consistency is everything and surrounding yourself around others who equally have that goal will keep you. You don't want to surround yourself with somebody who allow you to make um, um, and help you fight for your limitations. You have to surround yourself around people who are going to encourage you to get fit. And fit doesn't have to be like you just said, Roland, perfect example, walking. If you can't walk, run. You know, if you can't run, go to the gym. I'm going to tell you as we age in over 50, one of the best things you can ever do is lifting weights because it helps you to build your muscles so that you're more flexible, so that you have more energy, so that you're more, you're capable. It helps also with your mental clarity, how you think. And as we begin to age, you know, you start to forget things. All of that matters. And you have to start somewhere. And if you don't start now, where are you going to start? Why yep. wait before you get sick, before you have to take action or you have to be something critical has to happen to you before you're willing to take the steps. And I say to everybody, before you start any regimen, consult your doctor. The second thing I will tell you too is get around people that are like-minded. Right. That's like everything in life that are hold, helping you. Hold, hold tight one second. I'm going to go to a break. We're going to come back. I want to pick up on that. Got questions from Erica and Larry. Uh, and we'll do more. We're talking to uh, Cheryl Grant, folks, about fitness for women over 50 as we, as we have keep our focus on a new you in 2023. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Most people think that these television shows that, that tell stories about who we are as black men and then they paint these monolithic portraits of us they think that they're being painted by white people. And I gotta tell you, there are a whole bunch of black folk right. that, are, that are the creators, right. the head writers, right. the directors of all of these shows and that are still painting us as monoliths. The people don't really wanna have this conversation. No, they don't. Talk about blackness and what happens in black culture. We're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause 
too long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Check some money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. I'm Dion Cole from Blackish. Hey, I'm Arnaz J. Black TV does matter, dang it. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore, and you're now watching Roland Martin right now. Stay woke. All right, welcome back, folks. We continue our focus with our Fit Live Win daily segment on a new you in 2023. We're talking to a former Miss Olympia, uh, Cheryl Grant. Uh, Cheryl, the, yesterday I saw, it was a story that came down, it was in the Wall Street Journal, um, and it said doctors are rec recommending drugs for children who are obese. And, and I said, you know what, I, I want to put that uh, to our folks because... Uh, Look, we are a society where we first run to drugs. In fact, right now, people who have diabetes, there's a shortage of medicine because people are now getting that medicine and paying for it to lose weight. Uh, there was these TikTok videos went out, and now, and now there's a shortage of that. And so, the, so much of us is, what's the quick fix? Can I take a pill? Can I sit here and get some drugs and get it all done versus putting it in the work organically and naturally? Well, you said um, a key word there, Roland, quick fix. We're always looking for a quick fix. There are no quick fixes in life. Anything that's worth it is you have to work for it. And your health should be worth that. Taking care of your temple, taking care of your body. I personally think that it's really sad that how we are set up as a Western society that everything is geared towards appeal when all you need to do is get into a regimented system. There's, I mean, you can go to the doctor, you can get surgery, you can do all of these things, and you can equally take the road to get there naturally. Not only will it be better for you in the long term, there's always side effects to anything that you're taking. There's always side effects. If you ever read the list, it just amazes me that we would still even want to take those steps. I can tell you that it's not easy. I will be very honest with you that you know, getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning every morning is not something that I want to do, but I can tell you I feel one right. so much better as a result of doing it versus not doing it. You mentioned, before we went to the break, you mentioned um, lifting weights. Uh, and yeah. again, there are some who say, and you see these, these videos now, see these, these ads on YouTube all the time, Stop, get off that treadmill, get off the elliptical, don't do any walking. No, that does nothing for you. You should just be focusing on weights or resistance bands. Uh, wh what do you say? 
I say any form of exercise is better than none. That's what I say. And I also say that depending on where you are in your life um, will depend on what type of workout is going to work best for you. I believe in trainers. I work with them. As a matter of fact, I am training for Miss Olympia. I'm on the road to Miss Olympia this year at the age of 61. But I have three trainers. I have a nutritionist and two trainers. But I think it's important to get somebody. And if you can't afford to trainer, that's fine, too. Take a walk. Anything is better for you than doing nothing. And I don't necessarily um, subscribe to anything that tells you not to do anything or anything that's a quick fix. Yes, treadmills are okay, but if you're over 50, like if I'm 61, then weight training is going to be better for me because as you age, your muscles start to get weak. And Got so it. you need to reinforce them. Erica, question. Yeah, absolutely. So Cheryl, congratulations on all the um, fantastic work. Congratulations on the path to Miss Olympia again. Definitely rooting for you. And I want to say I'm so glad that you are putting a point on health and wealth in all aspects. I suffered a traumatic brain injury after being hit by an 18-wheeler twice in 2021. And so I was pretty, I've always been a fit person, but what you were saying in terms of brain health, making sure that we are active, my body, though, it took a lot to get back to a good place, was in a position to heal because of the work that I've been doing before. So that led me into the wellness space and talking about brain health and unseen injury. So my, I said all of that to say, could you just briefly share the importance of people, not just I walk when I work, you know, I'm, I'm going from this cubicle to the next, this building up the next, the importance of saving off life-changing um, diagnoses by 20 minutes of walking a day, being in nature. Can you talk about the importance of that, especially as Black folks? Yes. You know, when I, a lot of people, I'm, I have a very, um, my energy is very positive 99.9% .9 of the time, but it's very important that you, that's why my platform is all about mental fitness, is that you're taking care of yourself mentally. And I think Anybody who has had any major accident or injury or anything of that nature, my mother um, had a heart attack. Um, um, I can't even count how long ago, but little things that she can do along the way to recover. It doesn't mean you go run a mile, depending on what your injury is, but mm -hmm. you can do something, whether it be stretching, something as simple as yoga, some anything mm -hmm. that can help you to start to strengthen and get the recovery process. The point is, you know, is if you don't start moving that muscle, it'll get stiff, and then you'll have more troubles with it, and then you'll start to baby it, and then you'll start to overcompensate so I'd strongly recommend exercising is everything. I personally think it's the elixir to youthfulism. So I encourage people, exercising is your, is God's gift to us. I got two minutes left. Uh, Larry, question. Yeah, really quickly. I'm glad you talked about the 50 over crew. Um, I work out five days a week and you're right. It's hard work and folks don't realize that <laughs> you have to stay committed to it. And so that leads to the two points I want to make questions. Talk about consistency and also talk about having an accountability partner as it relates to working out. Consistency is everything. I saw something on YouTube that I really love because it talked about when you work out, let's say you do it for about two weeks or even let's say 30 days and you don't see any results, you want to give up. 
one of the things that my coaches taught me early on is trust the process. You can't see it because you see you every day. So being consistent, having an accountability partner is everything. That's why I have a coach. Because if I go in the gym, I'm not going to push myself. I'm not going to push myself to take it to the next level. An accountability person, whether it be a friend, will help you to maintain. And the beautiful thing is, I promise you this, that you will be so happy with the results. And not only will you be happy with the results, it will change your life. It will change how you do everything, your thinking process, how you start to interact, old things you will put away because of working out is truly, truly a gift from God again. Cheryl, it's great to have you. Look forward to having you back. Uh, good luck in your journey. Folks, follow her on Instagram at S-H-E-R-Y-L-G-R-A-N-T, same on Twitter. Uh, and uh, again, good luck in your journey. And Roland, thank you. And thank you for taking time out to bring this awareness of fitness to everybody. Thank you. Uh, not a problem. And so, folks, again, uh, pull up uh, this, uh, the information uh, where you can find Cheryl uh, right there. For, of course, Instagram and Twitter, Facebook, uh, email and website uh, is there as well. Uh, who do we got tomorrow? Is it Funk Roberts tomorrow? All right. So tomorrow, Funk Roberts is going to be on the show talking about uh, men 50 and over. And then I'm in Houston on Thursday. And then Rodney Lennon uh, will be on the show. He's the brother we had on before. He lost uh, more than 130 pounds. And Rodney's going to talk about the importance of what Cheryl just said, the importance of lifting weights uh, to lose weight as well. And so uh, I hope, folks, y'all have been enjoying the segments. Thank you so very much. Larry, Erica, thanks a bunch. Uh, and again, I'll see y'all tomorrow right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Download the app, available on all platforms, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart. TV. I will see y'all tomorrow. Holla! Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.